Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. I am Kathy Brooks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen. On the LUTG Radio Network. Amen. It's all mine. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord supplies. Amen. And sometimes it's ideas and inventions. Sometimes they're new. Sometimes they're not. Uh, but he'll never have you to take from somebody. Amen. Glory to God. I'm itching to scratch something that is on my heart, but first we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, the praise. Lord God, we honor you. Amen. You are the one we honor, Father, and we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We honor you. We honor your son. We honor the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, because you are the sovereign Lord. You are worthy. And you, Lord God, give us correction, Lord God. You give us order. You, Lord God, lead us in the way to go. And we, I, my listening audience, those whom I love are ever thankful. Gracias, Señor. Lord, speak through me in the name of Jesus. Let me say what you want to say. And in saying what you want to say, I'm going to say what I want to say because I believe we're in tune. Amen. I thank you, Lord God. Speak to me, Lord God, that this my audience may be edified, built up. Amen. Strong. Amen. Ugh, iron and steel, unbreakable, impervious. Yes, we keep going. No matter what the trial or the tribulation, we keep going. Better than an ever-ready battery. Because we are charged with the glory of God. Amen. So the things that I say today does not mean that I am not filled with the glory of God. It's the love of the Lord that pushes me through. And today's uh, show is get with them. God is plenteous. Number eight. Yes. Amen. I'm going through a list of scriptures. So that's why we're doing the, the numbers. <laughs> Y'all remember N.W.A.? Oh, my goodness. N.W.A. back in the day. Oh, my goodness. I remember I was in church. My pastors was like, don't listen to that music. It's vile and degrading and they curse a lot. I go, wait a second. Don't we curse? <laughs> How many of y'all be cursing on the slide? You know, when you do at home, and you saw something on TV. You go, what? Unbelievable. Free. Crazy. I really don't get mad at people for swearing. It's what's behind the swear words. That's what my focus is. What is behind those swear words? Because honestly, it's just the word. The word becomes bad according to the intent of the word. Like I did a show on, on motherfucker. And so motherfucker back in the day. Well, back in the day, the original term was a woman that paid more attention to her husband rather than her children. Well, honestly, that's what she's supposed to do. She's supposed to. The marriage comes first, then the children. You know, you know if you go to the uh, go to Spreaker, and I'm going to put it on the website. I just had trouble with them connecting. Um, but on Spreaker, you'll see that it, uh, the show called Motherfucker, I probably will put stars next to the U and the C in place of the U and the C. But it's all about the woman putting her marriage first. And the man putting his marriage first, because when a woman won't put her marriage first, the man will go and find somebody else 
to bring into his marriage without her knowing. So comb your hair every morning, you know, look good. Same thing for you men, that just because you men, that don't mean you get to stank and look all nasty. Yeah. Just like you can go outside the marriage, so can she. And so you want to always put that marriage first. Now, with that being said, um, we have a marriage with God. We are God's bride. We are Jesus's bridegrooms and the brides of the father, which means we reconnect to the father through Jesus. Jesus is the one that reintroduces us to the father. And the Lord's in the prayer of salvation. That's one of the part, one of the lines of the prayer that I pray. Jesus introduced me to the father. And so how many of y'all have ever had a date or ever introduced your fiance to your parents? You go, mom, dad, this is so-and-so my fiance, whatever his name is or her name, you know. (laughs) And so, and, and, and so, you know, and depending on how he is toward how this fiance is towards you, I'm gonna use myself for for example because I keep going back and forth with the he and the she. I'm a female. I like dudes. All right. And so, depending on how this guy is uh, with me, my parents will either accept him or reject him. And so, if they have known him to bring me home late at night or show up without calling or just ungentlemanlike. If I have a bruise that I didn't cause myself and they didn't start coming till he came around, well, they're not going to be too happy with that. They're going to be like, fiance, no, you're not. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. Right? Right. (laughs) And so God is the same way. And we often, the problem is we often don't see him moving in that capacity sometimes because we don't hear that audible rebuke and we want to hear it and so i say about to say is because oftentimes uh pastors and they come in male and female but I'm, i'm talking about the male gender for pastors oftentimes pastors will um do what's called covering their flock and they're supposed to cover them in prayer but sometimes when they I don't know what's going on in mind. Um, they take it a step too far and they will insert themselves in people's lives a bit too much. And sometimes they will do things like insert their penis spiritually into the women. And they do other things to men, which I have no idea. But I, I can only speak for myself. And so they insert themselves spiritually into women. And when you tell them no... You know, it's a bad to get them out. It's almost as if you have to have a man in your life to get them out of your life. But if they see something in your spirit that they want, and they are, they are, they uh, have fallen by the wayside, meaning all they can see is greed. And this is only my opinion from what I observe and experience myself. If they if they see that, then they'll. It's like they'll stop at nothing to get it. And that's how you know that they have fallen by the wayside. And you can pray for them if you want to, but if you're tired of praying, that's okay. Because I know sometimes when pastors do things, or like, for example, um, like or back in the day, I used to get harassed a lot uh, when I was at this uh, church, at another church. I used to get harassed a lot because I didn't figure out till later on that 
people liked the dude that I was dating and I would just get beat up on and mistreated and I already didn't speak their language. I spoke English and they spoke Spanish and English, but oftentimes they would speak Spanish around me and act like they didn't understand English, but they did. <laughs> and so, um, and it's like, they would have like a flip the, they, they would do like a Jekyll and Hyde in front of him. They'd be sweet and nice. But as soon as he would turn his back, they'd be like, and I'd be like, whoa. And so, <laughs> and so, um, and so sometimes, and, and these were people in, in leadership and some of them were lay persons, but most of them were in leadership. And so sometimes, you know, you, you get beat up on so much and so much, but Peter, I told you about the time the lady spit in my face and she was a, um, she was a missionary. Um, and they were standing around talking bad about me and just all kinds of crazy and basically i was not wanted around and i told you about the time that i was at the church uh where i attend now um and i was there to you know like everybody else like the press and so there was an event that was going on for one of the artists and um they had they i didn't know this they had a press conference early in the day with everybody and then they they didn't invite me they wouldn't allow me to come to that a uh, press conference with all the regular media. I couldn't come till later in the evening, which is crazy. I was like, wait, I'm still media, even though I'm small. And I didn't find out till later. Everybody's like, well, where were you? I'm, uh, I'm like, what? And so at this thing, I'm thinking, okay, well, I can at least get some pictures from, you know, for the website, for the story. Because I always do this lady, I always do stories on her and tell her, you know, hey, such and such is going on. Or, you know, you know, I just try to encourage people. And so anyway, I'm there, and this security guard of the pastor starts bum-rushing me. And he had already been rude to me, like, several times before. So I'm like, man, I got permission to time the artist, um, and everybody said that I could do this, and this is the time they gave me to come, so I don't know what the problem is. And he's like, well, just stand here. I'm like, why? She told me I could take her picture. She told me I could take pictures with her and the artist. I don't understand what the problem is. These people called the police. They called the police. And had the, see, the police was already there, un, un, unbeknownst to me. And I guess they were members. One was a Chicago police and one was a Forest Park police, I guess, or a suburban police, I should say. And these were females. And And they took my stuff and bent my arm back as if I was a criminal and pushed me out the door they I mean literally pushed me out the door I'm like well why are you doing this I was like she said I could take pictures I don't understand why are you manhandling me I'm not even touching anybody I'm not even near anybody I'm far enough away that I'm not encroaching upon her and they said well you're not buying a cd I said, but the artist said I could take pictures. I called ahead of time to get permission. Well, you don't have it in writing. I said, it's in the email. And the head of the music department gave me permission to come. She's the one that organized the event. And I'm like, I'm like, like completely baffled in my mind. And they said, and uh, basically what had happened a few the Sunday before because I believe this was a Wednesday I had brought my camera to take pictures 
because uh, I was taking, I was trying to get pictures of uh Christian artists doing music for the radio station, and they was like, well, you can't take pictures in the sanctuary. I was like, no. I was like, oh, I was like, well, why? I'm like, everybody takes pictures. I even see people recording the whole sermon, and I'm like, what's the big deal? I'm like, y'all put it online anyway. It's online, and I couldn't. Fit. I said, okay, fine. Well, let me put my stuff away. Well, you can't take. I said, I heard you. Let me put my stuff away. Dude goes to trying and take my camera. I'm like, stop. I was like, this camera is expensive. Don't touch my camera. It's expensive. I cannot afford to buy another one if you break it. And I don't know that the church is going to replace this if you break it. Do not touch my camera. And I'm st- I'm like, okay. And I, I'm like, look, you got to stop. I was like, let me put my stuff away. And he's steady grabbing at me. I'm like what the freak and this was an usher and so i'm walking around the place just trying to put my stuff away because he won't leave me alone and while worship is going on so i'm standing in front of the worship leader and he looking at me like what i'm like i don't know i'm like i really don't know i i don't it's like i don't even know and so they trying and they trying to just undo me completely putting their hands all on me i'm like what the freak and finally i get away from them and i'm i go sit sit try to sit by some ladies so i could put my camera away and they call the police they called the actual own duty police to have me put out of my own service where i pay my tithes right I'm t- now this is a backstory where I pay my tithes. Now true enough, later on the pastor did call me and apologize. And I'm gonna say with his fake tears because he said he can cry on a dime. Uh, but I accepted his apology, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well I can go there to this event and take pictures of this artist with no problem. I get escorted out again by police for doing something that I had a right to do kid you not real story now what does that have to do with right now right now sometimes when we go through those things we want to say fuck the pastors fuck the pastors we don't give a crap fuck them which means to forget them the word fuck means to forget that's what it really means it means to forget it means to forget and we want to say, fuck you. But we don't. We forgive and we forgive and no matter how bad they treat us. And the reason why that comes to our mind is because we like, we have not done anything wrong. We have not done anything wrong. And you persist and you persist and you overstep and you mistreat. And it feels as though you're instructing these people to mistreat and you mistreat. And so the other night, I was at Bible study online, and you know, you you know, you feel the spirit and whatnot. And again, another overstepping. And so, you get to the point where you like, what the freak? Why am I even saved? What am I doing? And I'm. I'm I'm shouting out to God, Lord, there's a violation going on here, Father. 
And I'm like, Father, there's a violation going on here, Lord. And at the end of it, I'm like, Lord, where were you? You didn't stop this. Where were you, Lord? And I'm getting angry at God. I'm like mad like a, I'm mad as fuck. I don't even lie. Mad as fuck. I was mad. Absolutely angry. I wanted to punch something. I was so freaking mad. Because I'm like, I'm paying my tithes. I don't pay my tithes to get fucked. Not by the spirit, nor by flesh. And I could not figure out why I would be assaulted by the spirit in such a way. Because I had not done anything wrong. I'm not promiscuous. I don't hang around men. I don't touch them spiritually. I don't even know how. This is the crazy part. I don't even know how. But I know when I'm being touched spiritually because you can feel it. You can feel it. And when he gave permission, and then he laughed and said, give her $10,000. I felt so ashamed. It felt to me as if it was happening right there. That's what it felt like. You're like, well, Kathy, how come you didn't go tell somebody? Tell them what? What proof do I have? I can only tell you what I experienced. And did I forgive him? Absolutely. Do I know who did it? Yeah. But I still have to forgive him, right? You're like, well, why are you putting this on air? Because I want people to know that you have the right to be You have the right to be chased. Even if you are not a virgin, you have the right to be chased in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in the flesh. You have the right to not be assaulted sexually in the spirit. You have the right. You have a right because God had told me, Kathy, a long time ago when I was out there fornicating, he told me a long time ago. Choose. Will you be in the spirit? Are you going to be with me? Or are you going to live in the world? You cannot have one foot in and one foot out. And so I gave that back to the Lord. You told me that I had to have both foot with you or both foot away from you. I chose you. And so I could not understand in my mind if I chose you, then why is it that any person of faith can assault you in a sexual way, spiritually. Why can anyone do that? Now, I've heard that fathers will insert themselves into their daughters until they are married so that no man can touch them. I've heard of that. I have not had that experience. I don't know that my father did that. That was never presented to me. He died when I was 17. I have no clue about that. I've never heard, I've never experienced that personally. But I've experienced some things spiritually over this last year and a half that has just been bananas. Over my last 49 years of life, I've experienced some things that are just crazy. The one thing I've always understood in my life is to mind your own business. 
Don't be getting in other people's business. So I don't get in other people's business. When I came to Texas, bef- when I left Chicago, there was, a, there was an apostle who prayed for me, and he was constantly praying for me. But when he prayed for me this time, he prayed me clean. I could see my spirit, and it was a sparkling white, like glory. When people looked upon me, they saw the glory of God. And then I made a mistake and went to the wrong church. All to do was judge and be angry. And they were angry at someone else and they decided to dump it on me. And it's spiritual garbage. They heaped that all on me. Instead of going to God themselves, they put it all on me. And I'm like, I am not a garbage can. And when I went before the person that saw the glory on me before, she looked at me and said, what happened? What happened? I went to another church. You shouldn't have did that. But I thought it was okay to go to this place because there was such an anointing on it. I had no idea of the filth that was in it. You can still ha- you can still have an anointing, the headship under an anointing, and still have filth in the church. This is why we have to work out work out our individual salvations with fear and trembling we have to work it out meaning we have to go to god and say look lord i am struggling with this particular thing i need your help no matter what it is because it's only it can only be one of the fruits of sin that's in the book of galatians it can only be one of those so figure out which one it is and if you don't know which one it is just say lord i'm struggling Help me. I want to live right. I want to walk right with you. Because every time you get that desire to say, fuck the pastors, fuck the fivefold ministry, I don't give a fuck about the church, you actually hurting yourself. And God is saying, okay, well, rather than say, fuck everything, how about you let me heal your broken heart and bind up your wounds? You'll find it in Psalms 147 and 3. God's on he on Jesus understands the father understands he right here with us every time we go through this stuff he right here with us he wants you to let him help you with that pain I'm not a person for sodomy I don't I've never participated in it it's not for me but yet Spiritually, those things were done to me. This is not the first time. Those things were done. And when those things are done to you, what happens in the spirit will occur in the flesh. Which is why you got to be careful what you do in the spirit and how you how you walk your life. In the spirit, I heard, I'm going to need you to suck my dick. Like, I don't do that. What what the freak? I'm like, uh-uh. See, the person I'm interested in, he already know. No, no, she don't do that. He already know that my desire is for the marriage that God made. 
God did not make Eve to suck Adam's dick. He didn't. God made sex for marriage and he made it good. He made it so that the penis of the husband will fit the vagina of the wife. And when the two come together, it is absolutely pleasurable. He put senses on your lips so that when they press up against other lips on the face and not the vagina and not the penis, that it too would bring would bring great pleasure enhancing the lower part pleasure of the vagina and the penis as they come together he puts senses on your nipples but your nipple does not belong in a vagina nor does it belong at the end of a penis try and make a baby from a from a nipple you when you throw sperm on a nipple it don't produce a baby I ain't telling people how to have sex. I'm telling you, I believe in what God made. That's what I believe. And if anybody know me and you know that I have been at your church and you know that I I will come in and I will volunteer and I will get down on my knees and scrub the floors. I will walk with you. You scrubbing, I'm scrubbing. You praying, I'm praying. You handing out tracts, I'm handing out tracts. I'm walking with you. I'm not walking against you. But this one thing I do, I don't fornicate because God told me not to. I also don't look in on people. I don't even know how because God said not to do it. Those are the two things that I know that he said not to do because they would not honor him and they would not honor me because it would cause me to be judged for sin that's why i don't do it same reason why i don't commit crimes because i don't want to go to jail because i gave my word that i would not then i would not do anything to cause myself to go to jail because that's my father's place of work i would do whatever i can to not embarrass my mother on her job to be impossible is her even though she you know, I gave my word and I have kept my word. I've kept my word. I'm only asking that the body of Christ would stand up and be the blessing that God has called us to be. Be not afraid to be upright and just. Don't be afraid. If you want a spouse, ask God for a spouse. Don't go throwing your seed on every woman that crosses your path. That's not the way you find a wife. Let the Holy Spirit guide you, not your penis. And if a woman tells you no, she means no. Because I've told this person no several times, no. No means no, I'm not interested. My heart is something else. And even if that someplace else tells me no, I would honor his no. And I would keep walking with Jesus. Because I trust God to take care of that man's heart that I desire. Whom I have not defiled. And who has not defiled me. I trust God to take care of his heart. I trust God with his salvation. 
I trust God with his daily walk. I trust God with his mind. That's me trusting God because I don't even look in to see what he is doing. I don't even look in to see what he's doing. And even though he asked me to, I don't because I trust God with his heart. And if you cannot trust God with the heart of somebody that you love, then you don't love them. And you don't trust God. And I need to trust God. So what happened to me last night, it got it. It caused me to start questioning the father. And I said, do you do these things? Do you sodomize your children? Do you put your parts into them spiritually and molest them? Do you do these things? I really got to know. Because I don't understand that. I don't find that anywhere in your word. I've seen you swallow up people that have went against you, who have become your enemies. You open up the ground and let the ground take them. You told me about your battle with with Satan. You told me you kicked him out of hell because it was a battle. You were at war. That the father told me himself because I couldn't figure out how could he hurt somebody that he something that he created. He said he turned on me. He said it was war. It was war. So I had to do it. Now war I understand. But yesterday I could not figure I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. Anytime somebody uh, does something to you by the spirit and it's offensive and it bears the fruit of sin, what they're doing is using the permission that you gave them to pray for you and to bless you. And they're opening up and they're opening the door to Satan and Satan's minions. And so this person had given permission to demons to touch me and to do all kinds of vile things. When you go to if you ever go to hell, and I pray that you don't. But if you leave this earth unsaved and you leave this earth in unforgiveness, you go to hell. And in hell, they rape you repeatedly without end. In addition to burning you, scourging you, scraping you, beating you, kicking you. And they'll leave hope just at a reach and then take it away. Hell is real and it is horrible. And so to have anybody in the body of Christ to open up a gateway and a doorway to hell, to have you attacked in such a way is demeaning, it's degrading, and it makes you go, Jesus, where were you? And the thoughts come in your mind, fuck this. Those are the thoughts that run across your mind, fuck this. And I kept wondering, why was I hearing music and just hearing music all around me the day before, but the music was off. The lyrics were kind of messed up. 
I was like, okay, that there is deception. And yesterday, as I'm praying in my closet, I'm like, Jesus, I need you. I need to know what is going on. What the freak is up here? And I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. What the freak? What the freak? What the freak is going on? The funny thing is, I thought that men that have these spirits of perversion on them, I thought for some strange reason that if they were saved, that they had some kind of control over it. This was back in the day. But, you know, as of late, I've learned that no one has control over that spirit other than to resist. Because if you give in to perversion even a little bit, it'll ravish you because you're supposed to have authority over that stuff. And so when you give permission for those spirits of perversion to come upon another person whom you have authority over, then you're causing them to be defiled. That's what I learned. And when you take somebody's trust and you twist it and you manipulate it and you mistreat them, whether, whether they are in front of you physically or by the spirit, you have just committed a sin. God is a speaking spirit. We are speaking spirits. What we do in the spirit matters. Heaven is a spiritual world. What we do in the spirit matters just as much as what we do in the flesh. We are to be held accountable for the things that we do in the spirit. We're to be held accountable. So whether you are, whether you are having tea and you are putting and you are lying about somebody else at the tea table to other people, that is just as wrong as if you were standing in a mirror combing your hair, cursing somebody out. Even though they ain't done nothing to you. Whether you telling somebody, well, don't hire that person. And you say that because, not because they're not good for the job. Not because they're not the most qualified. But because you would like to have sex with them and you don't want to see them after you've done. Those are selfish, motivational things. Which do you no earthly good and no heavenly good. God is asking you for your heart. He's asking you to come to him, to give it all over to him. Just give him everything because he wants to give you his all. He wants to restore you. Will you let him restore you? Will you let him love you the way you're supposed to be loved? Will you forgive those that have trespassed against you in the hopes that you will be forgiven for your trespasses? I forgive because in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 15, it says that I will not be forgiven if I don't forgive. The Father won't forgive me if I don't forgive. So I forgave the persons, the people that hurt me. Am I struggling with the memories of it? Yes. As if it happened to me in the flesh. Yes. 
What you experience in the spirit, you feel in the flesh, and it is just as real as if it had happened. It's just as real as connecting a bat to a ball in a baseball game. It's just as real. God is asking you, will you give your life to him? Because when Jesus was on the cross and he got whipped with a cat of nine tails and had nails driven through his feet and his hands, that was very much real. When he went to hell and defeated death, hell, and the grave, that was very much real. When he ascended to heaven and came back to show his disciples and Thomas put his hands in in the holes that were in Jesus' hands, Jesus was a spirit when he came back. But yet Thomas could touch him and feel the holes in his hands. The spirit is very much real. What we do in the spirit is real. And we got to do right. We've got to do right. How dare we do wrong with this spiritual body when Jesus has paid so much to even give us redemption. To do wrong against his people, for his own people to do wrong against his other people when he specifically said to love your brothers and sisters in Christ as Jesus loves the church. You'll find that in the book of John chapter 13. I believe it's verse 34. When we specifically seek to do wrong in the spirit, it's the same thing as saying Jesus never paid the price on the cross. John, the, the, the Psalm 16 doesn't exist. Psalm 16 is a psalm, is the word of God that Jesus said over and over again while he was in hell. He reminded the father of his promise to bring him up in three days. That's what he memorized and that's what he said over and over again. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now is the time for you to get saved right now. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly 100%. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place 
and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved, beloved. Jesus loves you 100%. And he would have it no other way than for you to be saved. Begin reading the Holy Bible. You can find one online, um, BibleGateway.com, Bible Hub, um, Christianity, uh, I believe it's Christianity.com. Um, and also, um, you can find it at Uvision, which is a form of an app. Read your Bible, starting off, uh, read the first two chapters in the book of Genesis, the last two chapters in the book of Revelations, and then read the book of Matthew, Mark, Acts, Luke, and then John. That way you can get, uh, an understanding by the, uh, authors that wrote the books. Amen. The disciples of Christ that wrote those books glory to god amen jesus loves you 100 percent um you can also uh check out the you know share the the podcast on social media pages um because we want people to be edified and let them and we want them to know that it's okay to feel hurt but we gotta get well we gotta let god heal those wounds we can't stay hurt because when we stay hurt then the people that hurt us one they don't heal they don't get better and they go on to hurt more people and we don't fulfill the hopes that god has in us because he has lots of blessings for us and we are we are entitled to receive every blessing that the lord made for us and he made many blessings for us and i definitely want you to get absolutely every blessing for you I don't want you, I want you to receive money, but I don't want you to love money. Loving money is a spirit of mammon. We don't want you to love money. You need, you, we need money to operate in this earth because that's the currency of this earth. And so use it wisely. Don't love it, but use it. Pay your tithes, but, but pay your tithes in a church where the pastor has a life, a private life and a public life that lines up with the word of God and faith. And so you want to what you want to do is look at the fruits of the spirit in book of Galatians and it talks about uh, the fruits of the spirit. And I believe that's uh, I think that's from like 19 or 20 through 26. And so the top half of uh, chapter five in Galatians is the fruits of sin. I mean, the spirit of sin. And then uh, the lower portion is the fruits of the spirit, which is of God. And so uh, you want to make sure that his life or her life does not line up with the fruits of sin, but the fruits of life. And that's fruit of the spirit is uh, Jesus is God. And that's how you line up with what your pastor and how your pastor is living. Because if that house is dirty, meaning his house, his personal vessel, how he live his life or her life, if they live their life dirty, your money becomes dirty. So you sowing your seed into a dirty place. And so even though you're giving it to God, which will bless you anyway, but you want to make sure you reap a harvest and that you're sowing into good ground. And so ask God for a place where you can sow your tithes and offerings and your seeds and alms into good ground. Amen. 
and that ground should operate by the fruits of the spirit meaning led by the holy spirit all right <coughs> sorry led by the holy spirit all right this is kathy brox for lutg radios wkkp digital broadcasting hasta mañana see you later <laughs>